0: time to get inspired and improve your yoga knowledge in English. You're listening to Your Yoga in English, a podcast for yogis and yoga teachers that speak English as their second or third language and want to practice or teach yoga worldwide. I'm Annie, the founder of Enga Unite and here to guide you on the way to become the confident and knowledgeable English-speaking yogi you want to be. Hello! Hi! (laughs) Hi! How are you? Good, and you? Good, thank you. Thank you very much. Today we're speaking to Natalia Tabilo, and Natalia is just as our listeners and multilingual yoga teacher. And she is certified in vinyasa, yoga for all, accessible yoga, prenatal, postnatal, restorative, Yinidra, and trauma-informed. And I think much, much, much more than that. So it's needless to say, she's a 500-hour registered yoga teacher and especially focuses on body positivity. Now, Natalia was born, or as she would say, in her bio, made in Chile. And she now lives in San Francisco the States. And you might know her from her very fun but above all educational Instagram account, Yoga for All Bodies. And next to teaching yoga for all bodies, she helps aspiring yoga teachers gaining visibility online. And really, Natalia, I couldn't be more exciting to interview you today and ask you all about your multilingual yoga teaching journey. Thank you, thank you so, so much. much. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> Thank you so much for making the time and your willingness to share. It is a real, real honor. I've introduced you a bit, but let us know. What
1: else should we know about you? Who are you? Well, I'm Chilean, as you mentioned, (laughs) and I moved to the United States in 2016. Mm -hmm. I'm a journalist. I'm also a yoga teacher. That's why I combine the business aspect with body positivity, accessibility, and yoga variations. Those are my two passions, communications and yoga.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. And you said you moved to the States. Did you speak English before you moved to the States? Or was that maybe one of the reasons?
1: No, I, I, I spoke English, but the English they teach you at school. When I was 12 years old, I entered a bilingual school in Chile. So Mm -hmm. we spoke Spanish and English. But Mm -hmm. what they teach you there is like, I always say it's English, like to have the tea with the queen. (laughs) You don't know how to speak real language. So when I Mm -hmm. moved here, it was super challenging. I didn't know how to say mm-hmm. the grocery store, the different fruits. Somebody asked me, how was I doing? And I didn't have the words to say other than fine. <laughs> so, yes, it was. <laughs> I would say I learned how to speak when I moved here. Yes. Exactly. I experienced the same thing.
0: We had English in school, and then really when I went traveling, that's when it all started to make sense and fluency. Slowly but sturdy came. So how does this work in in terms of yoga? Because you you teach yoga bilingually, so in English and in Spanish. Did you learn yoga in Spanish, or was it
1: also in English? I practiced a little bit in Chile. But the styles that are Mm -hmm. predominant in Chile didn't resonate with me. So I would say I always practice more in English because I follow YouTube videos. And when I moved here, I started Mm -hmm. going to yoga studios in person in English. So I would say my main yoga language is English. Absolutely. But I teach both. Mm -hmm. It was never a question if I wanted to only teach in English or only in Spanish because I'm Latina and I like to share my culture and it's another energy when you teach in your own language and especially Spanish, (laughs) that it's almost like singing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yes, 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 yes. Exactly. Tell us a little bit more about that. How did you get into yoga? I started practicing yoga nidra when I was a teenager. Don't ask me how. One day I end up in my school library (laughs) and they had CDs with yoga nidra meditations. So I borrowed them and I started practicing. (laughs) Yes. But then life got in the way. I entered college and you forget about that side. So when I was working as Mm -hmm. a journalist, I was super stressed. And I remember that yoga nidra existed. (laughs) So I started practicing again. But the physical aspect of yoga, I would say when I was around 25. And then when I moved here Mm -hmm. for the first time, I had the time because I didn't have a job permit. So I was basically at home with my dog, waiting for my husband to come home. (laughs) And also don't ask me how. But one day I was searching for a dance lesson and I Mm -hmm. end up in a yoga studio. (laughs) And that day I practiced and never stopped. Wow. And you said you started with Yoga
0: Nidra. Or that was your first experience. But this class, what was that like?
1: Yoga Nidra, it's basically you lay on the floor. You can lay on your bed. You can sit on a couch and mm-hmm. it's bringing awareness to your mind, softening your body. It's yoga for the mind and for the soul. Mm-hmm. So it's super mm-hmm. powerful. Yes, yes, yes.
0: I love it. I actually did it this afternoon. (laughs) I absolutely love it. But the class that you went to, your first class in the studio,
1: because you said Ah, that was very different. Yes, yes. The first time I went to a studio here in San Francisco was for a restorative yoga class. It was lovely. It was amazing because the teacher used all the props of the life. And and in that moment I realized how powerful yoga is. Because It must been two minutes into the class, and the teacher invited us to bring the hands on top of the heart, And mm-hmm. I realized I hadn't felt my heartbeat in years. And of course, I started oh. crying <laughs> because I, I realized how disconnected I was with my own body, with my own mind, and that's why mm-hmm. I decided to continue practicing more and more. But when I decided to practice active asana, a vinyasa class, that was a whole other experience, mm. bad experience. Mm. <laughs> I, I live in a larger body. So I, I live in a larger, in a smaller body. So my practice is always changing. And I practice mm-hmm. during years with YouTube videos. So when you are at your home, you can adapt the poses, you do your thing. But when I felt encouraged to go to a public vinyasa class, it was a class that didn't offer variations, no options. And the teacher that day was teaching crow pose. So the moment came for mm. crow pose and she said, crow pose. <laughs> so I was basically left there sitting on my mat. And because of my personality, I said, no, this can't be. And after the class, I went online and I started researching. How can I modify crow pose? Because back then I said, mm-hmm. modify. Modify. Now, I don't say modify because everything is yoga. I say variation. And I found Mm -hmm. a lot of good ideas, things that are so easy to offer in class. And that day, Mm -hmm. the seed of Yoga for All Bodies was born. Yes. (laughs) Um,
0: It's very special, isn't it? We often experience something something that we need and then think, actually, we should do something with this. Because is this how you then rolled into becoming a yoga teacher? Tell us about that. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. In the same studio in which I took my restorative class, the vinyasa class, the owner knew that I came from Chile, so she knew I had free time, and she offered me to work at the front desk in exchange of yoga classes. So I said, okay, yes, let's do it. I had all the time. Let's do it. And the more involved I get with the people, with other teachers, I felt that calling of becoming a teacher. And she Mm -hmm. told me, you would be an amazing teacher. We're going to host a teacher training. Do you want to take it? I took it. It was in vinyasa, but I don't teach Mm -hmm. vinyasa, (laughs) but I took the training anyway because I felt safe in that studio. And of course, I got a lot of tools to now develop my yoga for all bodies because I practiced Mm -hmm. in something that wasn't really accessible for my body because I wasn't strong Mm -hmm. enough. I wasn't flexible. I live with chronic migraines. So it was a challenge during those 200 hours, but they really put me in the mindset of how can I make this practice, this active practice, welcoming for different types of bodies.
0: Yeah, I love that. I really love that. It's something that's often underestimated and not really thought of because a lot of people go to their class, they see what others are doing and they think, well, this is how it's meant to be. there's so much to it. And like you said, so many variations. Anything can be yoga. Yes. I love what you do. (laughs) So the seed was planted. You did your yoga teacher training. You had a lot of tools available. How did you start your business? Because was it first an Instagram account? Did
1: you teach straight away? There's a lot going on. You've got a lot of programs going on. Yes. (laughs) I'm super passionate about this and I'm also a journalist. So I knew from the get-go what I wanted to do, what I needed to do to spread this message. So the first thing Mm -hmm. I did was create my Instagram account, secure all the other handlers in social media. I created my website and I started teaching right away. I started teaching in the middle of my teacher training because as I worked in the studio, Mm -hmm. They invited me to sub and everything. So yes, from the get-go. And I was teaching mm-hmm. live classes before the pandemic. I was teaching between 12 and 14 classes a week. Now that mm-hmm. I think about that, oh, I'm not going back to that. No, no, no. But that was what I was doing, teaching live classes. And I had my online media presence, but like in the free time that I had. So when Mm -hmm. the pandemic hit from day one, we came into lockdown and I said, this is the moment because what we do in the moment of lockdown is going to set the path for the Mm -hmm. comeback. So I entered this creation mode. I created pictures, videos, classes for YouTube, and I started spreading the message. So mm-hmm. in August of last year, I started teaching the trainings that I did in person online. So I teach now monthly master classes, yoga master classes that are focused on teaching other teachers how to teach variations, how to create welcoming spaces. And also, I started with business and branding masterclasses that are focused on the business aspect of yoga. That is so needed. We learn all the tools to move the body, but nobody takes the time to tell us, this is a business. It's amazing that you want to share the message with the world, but you need to think about this as a business. So Mm -hmm. that's why I also have those two areas.
0: (laughs) Exactly. You've got the perfect picture, all the amazing skills to make this thing a success. Like you say, you've got the journalism, you've got the social skills to really make these classes inclusive and accessible. It's just a great mix of ingredients for success. (laughs) (laughs) so one thing that really strikes me about you and that's also one of the reasons i asked you for this interview is that we work with multilingual yoga teachers or yogis so people that would like to learn how to practice and how to teach yoga in english And I am based in Spain. Most of our students as well are in Spain, but also Italy in South and Central America. And what you do is really an amazing example because everything you post online, everything that you write is in English and in Spanish. So how did you make the decision to do that? And why do you think this is beneficial?
1: I actually never questioned if I was only going to post in one language. Because I I love, I love Latin America, I love Chile, so it was never an option. And the way I decided to focus mainly in English and then add the Spanish translation is because most of my students speak English. Mm -hmm. But my invitation would be to, one, choose the language that makes you feel more comfortable. A lot of teachers Mm -hmm. don't feel empowered enough to maybe speak or teach in a language that it's not your own. For Mm -hmm. me, it was, I questioned myself when I decided to take my teacher training because I said, oh, the language barrier, maybe they are not going to understand me. But you know what? Once you embrace it, your students will come because of how you are completely. Mm -hmm. They even enjoy, sometimes they even laugh. Sometimes I forget how to say some words and I describe them. How do you say this, this, that that's this and looks like this? And they help me. If you embrace that. Knowing mm-hmm. that it's not your first language, but you're sharing an important message, yes, everything works. Everything fits in place. So I would tell them decide and start with the language you feel more comfortable and share it. Mm-hmm. Share it with the world because it's needed, so needed. Absolutely, absolutely. And you said
0: most of your students now speak English, but you do have a lot of Spanish followers as well, right? Because one of the questions I often get is that, well, I want to do things in English, but I'm afraid that if I speak more in English, my other students will stay away from the classes. What
1: would your advice be for these people? The advice is that you have to do twice the work. (laughs) Yes. If you're you're doing a video, you have to do it in English and then you have to do it in Spanish. You can be more inclined to one. If you enter this bilingual path, I'm sorry, but twice the work, (laughs) but also twice the love. Exactly. Yes, I
0: agree. It's really important to to really feed both of these groups of people the same way. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you're teaching yoga and you're teaching accessible yoga for all bodies, but you're also running a school or a studio to help other teachers, How did you roll into that to
1: to start teaching teachers or help them with their visibility? Yes, I decided to start teaching the yoga master classes because every single time I took a class with a teacher that had no idea who I was, after the class, they would approach me and tell me what you were doing was genius. That's amazing. Why were you doing that? So every single time I got those questions. Then when my social media started growing, especially my Instagram, also question after question after question. So I realized that this was a need. In my mind, everybody, new variations, everybody use props and no, I was wrong. So they needed, they needed these tools. So I decided to start with my first masterclass that it's called how to adapt popular yoga poses. So, we go Mm -hmm. through the sun salutations, the warriors, the most popular poses that you're going to encounter in a yoga class. Mm -hmm. And I sold out the first masterclass I did. And I realized, yes, they need this. They are willing to learn. And that's amazing because that's my flag, that's my message that everybody can practice yoga. So, the more teachers know this, the better. And in the business area, I decided to create the programs because. One more time, a lot of questions, questions on my DMs, emails. How can I do this? A lot of questions. And I realized that yoga teachers don't have the tools because one more time, they teach us how to move the bodies. Maybe they teach us one or two hours in the training on how to put yourself out there, but it's way deeper. So I knew how to do it, and it would have been super selfish on my part to say no. I, I, don't, I don't want to help <laughs> you with that. No, because I know how to do it. And I see so many amazing messages that get lost, lost in the sea mm-hmm. of yoga teachers. And, and I'm convinced that everybody needs yoga in their lives. So once mm-hmm. I started getting all these questions, I said, okay, I'm going to create programs to give you the basic tools so you can have an amazing foundation and you build from that app it really
0: is amazing and you're so right especially 200 hour trainings they give you maybe an hour or so they tell you how to create a cv or maybe start teaching at a studio if you're lucky they tell you how to create a website but really that's where it ends i agree it's so necessary and especially now now that everything is going online more and there's more and more uh, different types of businesses it's very needed And again, it's a great offering that you have. Really useful. Today, actually, I saw a great reminder you posted on your stories. And you said that you saw a lot of teachers not using the time zones in their posts or when when advertising their classes. And it really spoke to me because I always struggle thinking of, okay, we've got people in Central America, in Europe, in Asia, which time zone do I choose? But there's a lot of people that not actually include them. What do you think is important to include?
1: It is so, so important. Because imagine, I'm searching, let's say, a yoga nidra workshop. So I'm going mm-hmm. to be Googling. I find one that is amazing. It resonates with the teacher. It's amazing. But it says Saturday, 12 p.m. And I'm mm-hmm. in California, United States. So in my mm-hmm. mind, it's 12 my time. But it might be London time. And if it is London time, for me, it's going to be like 2 (laughs) a.m. So it doesn't work for me. And I have to be super, super convinced to take it, to take the time to email the teacher and ask her, what is the time zone? 99% of the people won't do that. So you need to make it easy. Give all the information. Mm -hmm. They know the time. Is it going to be a replay available? No replay. You have to join live. Give all the information and an easy checkout. Because Mm -hmm. now is the time to attract people from all over the world. I have students literally from all over the world. And I make it easy for them because I want them to join my things. Mm -hmm. Same thing for the teachers that like to put their classes and they say, DM me for the link, DM me for the information. Sorry, but people are not going to DM you (laughs) because (laughs) they will feel like obligated because you send them the info. No. Put all the information there, make it easy, and attract your people. Exactly.
0: Avoid all the barriers. Take everything away yes. that could form an obstacle. Yes, I thought it was an amazing tip. <laughs> and I wanted to point out, because it is really important, especially when we work with international communities. hmm This is one of the struggles. What other struggles do you see yoga teachers have when becoming, in this case, an English yoga teacher, if they speak another first language or maybe with their yoga business? What struggles do you come across?
1: The main struggle is the lack of confidence from teachers that their first language is not English. They feel like they need to take English classes to put themselves out there. So I would say no. Building a business, building your offerings is going to take time. So imagine if you spend one year learning only English, not even yoga English, it's one year apart from getting your goal. So go and put yourself out there. And in the same line, same for any yoga teachers that they think they need to get all the certifications before starting their social media, before uh, offering their signature classes. No, do it. Building a reputation, putting yourself out there, especially in the online community or social media, the Mm -hmm. least amount of time you need is 18 months, 18 months. So start today. And let's talk, in 18 more months. If you delay it, (laughs) you will delay all the results. And that's to say that you
0: need 18 months to really set up and maybe gain more confidence and to gain
1: visibility? Or what are these 18 months for? 18 months to get the eyes for people to be involved in what you're doing and they are willing to pay for your classes, pay for your trainings. Because you need to build Mm -hmm. your online reputation or real-life reputation. I love online presence. That's why I think I'm not going back to real studios anytime soon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because for me, work's amazing. I love connecting with people from all over the world. And to really have that freedom, you need to build your reputation. Putting your content Mm -hmm. out there. Really positioning yourself as the expert. Because the truth is that we live in a moment that you can Google everything. For example, if I have shoulder pain, I can Google, I can go into YouTube and search for videos to help me with that pain. But people value the face-to-face and to have access to an expert that you tell them Mm -hmm. in their face, you can do this, this, and that because they trust you. So one more time, when I see yoga teachers that are only promoting their classes, like saying, join me this Tuesday, but you don't know what they're doing. (laughs) You don't know what to expect. That's not a recipe for success, in my opinion.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I agree. I agree. There's a lot of people that, like you said, they put a picture on Instagram, join me at this and this time for vinyasa or whatever. It's not very inviting because you don't know what's going to happen, really. What would you advise these people? What do they really have to put on an invitation like that
1: if they want people to come to their classes? I would say before doing the invitation, you need to build your body of work, mm-hmm. meaning that on your website, on your Instagram, you need to show what are you sharing. For example, mm-hmm. in my case, I built everything around yoga variations. So people mm-hmm. know that they are going to come to my classes and you're going to be using props. You will enjoy variations that meet the needs of your body, but they know it because they see it every single day on my Instagram on my YouTube videos, in the interviews I do, it's a message that is always present. So I'm not just appearing on their timeline and saying, join me. No, they know what they're going to join. So before doing the invitation, you need to show what are you made of? What's your specialty? And then trust Mm -hmm. me, then build the invitation. And you can basically only have a square saying, I'm teaching today. Done. Because they know what to expect. Great,
0: great, great advice. What other tools and resources do you recommend for people that
1: are starting out? Just putting yourself out there. In Chile, we have a saying, en la marcha se arregla la carga, which means that in your journey, the load will adapt by itself. So start doing it. When I first started teaching, it was awkward, absolutely. Yes. Did I feel insecure? Maybe my students didn't understand everything. Absolutely. But you know, Mm -hmm. the more you do it, the more confidence you will gain. So the best Mm -hmm. advice, start doing it now. And by the way, you don't need to wait until the world reopens to start putting yourself out there. You can record content for social media. You can create videos, anything that allows you to practice and to Mm -hmm. find your voice very nice beautiful
0: and this reminds me because you're saying you can start recording anything to find your voice to just get out there and do things from what i see you've got great time management skills as well how do you really structure your days because there's so many things that you have got going on all the courses the master classes
1: a lot of things on
0: social media how do you manage your time
1: I well, I have my calendar. I don't have it here now, but I I plan my whole month and I leave days that are completely free. So I batch my time and I know that, oh, for example, on Thursday I'm doing interviews. On Fridays mm. I'm creating content. So I have my mm. own schedule. I'm a full-time yoga teacher. So I have to make my time work. <laughs> so um, that would be my advice to batch Plan your days. Don't let, like, cut on saying, oh, I need to do this, this, and that. No. Have a specific days, specific times to work on a specific things. And I have mm-hmm. free Mondays, Saturday, and Sunday. I don't do... Oh, wow. I, I watch TV. I read. I take other yoga courses with other teachers. But that's sacred. I don't do things mm-hmm. on those days. And I work mm-hmm. hard the other days, yes. <laughs> but... As I can manage my time, I leave those days free. So you can really fully
0: recharge on the days that you're not working and work extra hard the days that you are. Very good. (laughs) Is there anything else that you would like to add or
1: recommend or share? Just say again that trust yourself, trust your message. It is important. One more time, when I started with Yoga for All Bodies, I believed and I assumed that everybody knew what I was sharing. And that wasn't the case. So Mm -hmm. don't think that your message is being shared by everybody, that everybody knows it. No, put yourself out there. And especially if English is not your first language, more reason to put yourself out there because representation matters and we need more teachers that are Latinos, that are from Europe, that are from all over the world. So put yourself out there. I agree. That was beautifully, beautifully spoken. Amazing.
0: Really, really good. So, Natalia, tell us, because you have your online presence and you're everywhere, we can find you on Instagram. What else have you got going on?
1: You can find me, well, Instagram is my main social media. I also Mm -hmm. have a Facebook page, my website, yogaforallbodies.com, and my YouTube channel, also, Yoga for All Bodies. Mm -hmm. we can find you everywhere under yoga for all bodies right yes that's other advice everything under the same name i see yoga teachers that that their website is breathe with natalia the social media is like rest with natalia please same name for everything
0: (laughs) yes very smart the best way to actually find people back that way Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for your time today. I really, really, really enjoyed speaking to you. And again, it was an absolute honor being able to speak to you.
1: Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Have a great rest of your day. And (laughs) I I hope to see you again soon. Yay. (laughs) Bye. You listen to Your Yoga in English brought to you by Enga Unite, a unique online learning platform for non-native English speaking yogis and yoga teachers. If you feel inspired and like what you learned today, don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review and follow us at Enga Unite and become a member of our online community Your Yoga in English on Facebook. Practice, rest, repeat and all will come.